relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. We've been doing this for over a year now. We've had the radio show for five years as of uh, January 1st. And then we decided to dedicate at least one hour out of the 15 each week to the topic of the assault on uh, manly values, on manhood, on the fundamental values of the civilization. And I think one hour a week may not be enough given the reaction we have received from our dear listeners and viewers, especially from one guest who, with this appearance, will have been, I think, the third time he's joined us on the Manhood Hour. We could discuss these issues with him for three hours every single day alone. One of the wisest individuals in the public arena today, any book with his name on the spine is worth it. It is an honor to have Professor Victor Davis Hansen back on America First one-on-one. So, um, Professor, we met, I've been following you for years, but we first met in person when you had the launch in Washington, D.C. for your book, The Case for Trump. And I'd like to talk about what he represents, the values he represents as a man, but also your reaction or to tease you out on what you said back to me, then at the book launch, what was it, six, seven years ago, where I went up to you with my copy of the book, you were kind to sign it, and you looked me straight in the eye. I, I was crouching down so you could hold it and write in it. And you said, without him, the communists would have won. That was six, seven years ago. Where does your estimation of what President Trump, America First, MAGA, represents and what it stands for, and that conflict with the neo-Marxist values in America today? Four years, and we don't know what will happen in 2024, but the first four years were an impediment or parentheses to what this project, uh, progressive neo-socialist project has been. And so it gave us a hiatus. In other words, all of these existential questions that we're dealing with right now, energy, the border, what to do about illegal aliens, our relationship with Mexico, our relationship with Iran, our relationship with Ukraine, our relationship with the Middle East, uh, social and cultural matters about the university, uh, transgenderism, all of these things, they were for a period economic, social, cultural, political, military, or the Pentagon, they were solved, or at least solvable. 
We weren't talking about massive shortfalls in recruitment. We weren't talking about DEI in the military. We weren't worried about uh, demonizing or hunting out so-called white supremacists, which, by the way, the report in December said they didn't exist in the Pentagon in the uh, armed forces. So that was a hiatus. And then with the, the resurgence of the Obama agenda via Joe Biden, I think a lot of that has been undone. And now the $64,000 question is, to what degree is it reversible or what degree can it be corrected or what was the damage that has been done in these four years and what would happen if it wasn't corrected and this would continue for eight years? And those are all known unknowns. I have a theory that I'd like to test with you. You gave, I think it was at Hillsdale a few years ago, a seminal lecture that, that is available on YouTube and, and everybody needs to watch it. I think in the title you had uh, Ajax and General Patton, something like General Patton, the modern Ajax. And it was a discussion on the need for Ajax-like figures who aren't really civilized, are warriors, but are needed from time to time to save civilization. And then once civilization is saved, uh, with uttering gratitude, they are jettisoned. We can think of Winston Churchill and others who were re- removed from office after, you know, they literally saved uh, Western civilization. I have a theory, and, and I'm curious if, given your, your grand strategic knowledge and, and history of the ancient world and, and the warrior class over the, the millennia, whether one of the reasons there is such vituperative, uh, deep marrowbone hatred for President Trump is a function of the fact that he represents one of these Ajax-like figures, one of these uncivilized people who isn't a member of the fetid elite, who comes in like a berserker to save what he deems to be a, a civilization on the precipice. And that's why 730 years in prison he's facing. That's why the man who moved the embassy to Jerusalem is called an anti-Semite. Is there, is there some of that um, Ajax-like reaction that explains the inordinate hatred this man has suffered for the last seven years? Oh, and part of that paradigm I was advancing in that book about the tragic hero that from Sophocles all the way to the John Ford Western has that theme of the outsider who has a set of skills that are necessary to solve this existential problem, but by very fact of using them to solve the problem, he offends the beneficiaries, at least when there's a margin of error, or when they see that he's no longer absolutely necessary. But what I'm getting at is also a referendum on the establishment. So when they see a figure like Trump, they say to themselves, what is lacking in us are we we went to all the right schools we follow all the right protocols all of our curriculum we tie are perfect we all know we live in the right zip codes what what is lacking in us that we can't solve the border or we can't get nato to cough up uh, more money or we can't deter putin or we as jake sullivan said when he arrived uh, the Middle East was calm and so calm that it was not a really important part of his portfolio. What what allowed that to happen so that Jake Sullivan could even admit that and in contrast to what he and Anthony Blinken and Joe Biden have done hence? So I think it's an anger that, that this man doesn't play by the rules. He's uncouth. He's crude. He doesn't have our resumes. And yet he got things done. And if he got things done, 
what does it say about uh, the system on, under which we operate that has led to where we were in 2016? And, and not just that he got things done, but and, and I owe this observation to my friend Andrew Claver, uh, he, he accomplished things that the quote-unquote elite, including this conservative elite, had been promising to produce for nigh on two or three generations. So the idea that they say, we're pro-life, we're the moral ones, the you know, National Review are the good guys, and we're the you know, quintessential conservatives. But it takes President Trump, the playboy, uh, reality TV star, to give us two, three Supreme Court justices who strike down Roe v. Wade. That kind of success in the face of institutional failure for decades, that's nigh on inexcusable, isn't it? In a recent John Bolton op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, and it basically said that if Donald Trump was re-elected, foreign policy would implode. But as he adduced the examples, every one of them had a reservation or kind of a, a catch-22. It's, well, Donald Trump did do this in the Middle East, but he said this, or he did do this with Europe or NATO, but uh, he said that. And yes, it's true that Putin didn't invade, but, and so he was reaching, the the point he was trying to make was, I suppose, is that sober and judicious diplomats with Ivy League pedigrees that have years of diplomatic experience like me, John Bolton, could not have obtained what he did, and therefore uh, he's couth and vulgar and dangerous. Because, and it's not an interest. You, when you pick up a, a, a site like the Bulwark and you see all of these luminaries there who used to tell us that America was at the abyss if we didn't protect, as you said, be pro-life and protect the unborn, or we did not detour our enemies, or we did not beef up the defense budget, or we did not lower taxes, or we did not get conservative justices, or we did not end regulation, or we did not beef up border security. And then to see all of those dreams that had been shipwrecked under Obama suddenly realized and reified, and then yet they hated the result uh, more than the lack of results or the antithesis under Obama and later under Obama. It was psychological. It was almost saying this, we don't, if this is what it takes to solve the problem, we don't want to solve the problem. We would rather have chaos and pre-civilization than have a solution advanced by that type of person. Revisit the original argument, The Case for Trump, right now. Also, uh, several other books I can recommend to you uh, highly. The Dying Citizen, uh, our guest's most recent book, The Second World Wars, yes, in the plural. A War Like No Other, and also The Father of Us All, War and History, Ancient and Modern. Please check out his website, victorhanson.com, and subscribe, as I have subscribed, to The Blade of Perseus. You're listening to America First, the Manhood Hour, one-on-one with our very special guest. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast, whichever platform you prefer. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Leave us a five-star review and share the links with your friends. And don't forget, 
If you want 45 to become 47, it's up to us, God willing. Support the president. Tell the world you're on his side. Our latest America First product is the T-shirt, Donald Trump Did Nothing Wrong. Prior to that, 2024 Retribution. So much more, all available at sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A store.com. And more important than any of that, please support the president directly at donaldjtrump.com. That's donaldjtrump.com. Greetings, this is Dr. Sebastian Gorka from the Midas Gold Group War Room. The MAGA veterans at Midas point out that the Federal Reserve note does not belong to you. It belongs to the Federal Reserve Bank, while the federal debt doesn't belong to the Federal Reserve Bank. It belongs to you. This is your wake-up call to what the Midas Gold Group veterans believe the central bank and government are trying to do. A controlled demolition of our current system with a central bank digital currency to take complete and utter control of our transactional freedoms. A literal digital concentration camp replete with social sanctions. Protect yourself. Turn this wake-up call into a phone call and look into the opportunities that gold can provide you as a way to diversify your investments. Call veteran-owned Midas Gold Group today, 855-322-GOLD, or go to MidasGoldGroup.com. That's 855-322-GOLD, or just go to MidasGoldGroup.com. Always faithful, Midas Gold Group, MAGA and proud of it. But do you have regrets about the withdrawal from Afghanistan? I support the president's decision. Do you have regrets about the withdrawal or how the withdrawal occurred from Afghanistan that cost the lives of 13 of our service members. I, I don't have any regrets. Uh, you don't have um, any regrets. Secretary Austin, uh, it's very telling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Secretary Austin, um, has there ever been any accountability for anyone within the Department of Defense for the deadly, botched, and embarrassing withdrawal from Afghanistan? Any accountability? Hey, listen, our, our, our troops evacuated 124,000 people off that airfield. Has anyone and- been held accountable? If a Navy captain grounded a ship, what happens immediately? Typically, that, that captain is removed. That captain is removed. Has anyone been held accountable for what happened in Afghanistan? To my knowledge, no. You don't regret it? No one's ever been held accountable? Mr. Chairman, this is why this Republican majority must provide the accountability that this administration wants to sweep under the rug with what happened in Afghanistan. Truly, utterly astounding. The Secretary of Defense, before he went AWOL, testifying on the floor of the Congress that he has no regrets, as 13 of our warfighters were pulverized, blown to smithereens by an ISIS suicide bomber, scores more injured, maimed for life. That is not a man. And we will talk about why it is the antithesis of what we discuss around the Manhood Hour momentarily. If you enjoy our long-form interviews with the true experts like Professor Hansen, with the real newsmakers, if three hours of radio isn't enough in a day, join us for our Patriots Alaska cruise over the July 4th weekend. June 29th to July 6th, we will be reveling in the beauty of perhaps the, the most stunning state of the Union, and you'll be surrounded by Patriots like yourself. Book today, especially if you missed our trip to the Holy Land with 350 of our dearest listeners. We will be coming together to recharge our batteries and to discuss how we will wrest back the Republic from those who are renting it asunder. Check out the amazing itinerary and book your cabin today. SebGorka.com and the Patriots Alaska Cruise banner. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, SebGorka.com and the Patriots Alaska Cruise banner. 
Uh, Professor, I, I, I was going to play it, but I, I'm not going to. Um, I've used it already last week. So the, the secretary says no regrets about Afghanistan. Then he disappears for almost a month. This is the person who's literally in the train of command if we go to nuclear war. And then he says on, what was it, Thursday? Or, f- or yes, I think Thursday. I'm sorry I did that, but I'm a private person, and um, I, I shouldn't have done that. But, but, but now I realize, with regards to prostate cancer, how so many black Americans feel. The, the sheer idea that he has no regrets for what happened in Afghanistan and then tries to racialize his literal going absent without leave in a prior age... Would that have been permitted in terms of the standards a leader, a man is supposed to adhere to? No, I mean, it's not like a Department of Transportation secretary, you know, being ill and failing to call in for four or five days. The secretary of defense is part of the vital chain of command. He's the only civilian link between the president and the joint chiefs, or more importantly, the theater commander. So... He has the same standards apply to him that he applies to other military personnel. And the fact that this particular secretary was given a waiver like the previous one because he was uh, a general, a military man who came into a civilian post uh, beyond the statute. So he was given an exemption to be secretary of state, suggests that he should have known better than anyone that a general or a secretary of defense can't do that. And I think he realizes that in this particular administration, and given this va- the values of this administration, mentioning his race is a is a a, uh, a strategy that will that will bear dividends and right. it will make him exempt. And we saw it, we see it all the time. We saw it with President uh, uh, Claudine Gay at Harvard. No sooner was she facing termination than she played the race card and said that she was a particular proud black woman that had been a target of the envious and the racist. And, uh, and so it's, it's regrettable. But I think all of us have to realize that once you start to adjudicate or choose people on the basis of their superficial appearance, that's not the end. Yeah. That's the beginning. Because then it, it, it sends a message that that was the important or even the primary reason why a person was selected. And therefore, that will be the primary reason why they're exempted from consequences. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. 
While, while he was um, absent without leave, the White House allegedly didn't know, his deputy didn't know, three of our servicemen, another three, were murdered in Jordan, of all places, by an Iranian drone. Uh, more than 40 other service members were injured. And I have to ask from the strategic level, your reaction to this statement from the White House concerning that event. This is former Admiral Kirby. Is the president currently actively considering <coughs> potential attacks inside Iran? We are not looking for a war with Iran. We are not seeking a conflict with the regime uh, in a military way. Um, and as I said in the, in the opening, we're not, uh, we're not looking to escalate here. We're not looking for a war. We're not looking for a conflict. We don't want to escalate with Iran. But Iran has killed our servicemen. So, so what, what does our enemy conclude, Professor Hansen, that they can just kill with impunity? More or less. They have a, they have a number. I don't know what it quite is. 150, 180, 300 attacks on our installations, five dead, 10 dead, 20, 100 wounded, 300. But when they hit these numbers, they pause for a little while and look around to see the reaction. And then when there's no reaction, then they continue. They think there may be a ceiling somewhere, but they don't think they've found it yet. And, you know, if you really want a war, then you say anything uh, about your eagerness to prepare for peace. But almost this is scripted now, Seb. Almost every time there's an American killed or wounded or an attack on our one of our posts, we hear the following tripart answer. Number one, we will reply at a place and time of our choosing, scripted boilerplate. Two, while there is evidence that Iran may have supplied these proxies, there's no evidence yet that Iran is directly knowledgeable or involved in this attack on Americans. And three, we have no desire for a wider conflict in the Middle East. Psychologically, all that does is, is give a sense of relief to Iran and a green light for further aggression. And so that's what they're going to do until they find the ceiling. And they don't know where it is yet. I don't know where it is yet either, apparently. But uh, the irony about all this is they keep talking about they want to avoid a wider war. We all do. But they're doing the exact step-by-step-by-step uh, -step -step sequence that will ensure it pretty soon. I, 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 maybe you can help me out here. I understand the ideological underpinnings. I, I understand the the overall, uh, well, let's just give it a shorthand label, the, the, the America last prism through which this elite views geopolitics. America's bad, uh, cisgender, neocolonialist patriarchy. I get it. Uh, and that's why they think the way they do. But, but is there also some kind of atavistic knee-jerk aversion to just the use of force? Because it seems, even if you're Vanuatu, if, if three of your service members are killed by an enemy, you'd have to take some action or look utterly impotent. What is the explanation here? Is there an utter disdain for the use of force despite all the assets America has? How, how, how do they think, Professor? Well, I, I don't think it's quite that, because when I look at the rhetoric of people who support the U Ukraine war, and I have colleagues who do, and I, I, I support the defense of Ukraine, of course, but th there are a lot of people on the left that want to have 
deep offensive uh, operations inside Russia, and they talk and write ex extensively about the need for the United States either to send advisors or to have NATO troops on call or to give them the wherewithal to start blowing up uh, depots and airfields inside Russia. Uh, discounting completely the chance of a nuclear response, tactical or strategic. So my point with bringing that up is only, I don't think the left has an intrinsic reluctance, although they have a greater reluctance than the right, to use force in defense of U.S. interests. But it's, it's the target. In this case, it's Iran. And there are people in the Obama administration that are now in the Biden administration who sincerely believe that Iran is le legitimately a revolutionary state, unlike it, it, it's not a Zionist entity like Israel that's right. too Western and doesn't belong there as a settler interloper. It's not a corrupt Sunni capitalist oil exporter like the Gulf monarchies, but it's a revolutionary, egalitarian, theocratic society, and it's going to build, whether we like it or not, in this view, a Damascus. Uh, Tehran, Damascus, Beirut, Gaza, West Bank, Shia crescent of the underprivileged uh, who need a voice. And out of that will come a creative tension between that group and the Sunni moderates and Israel. And then we can, from time to time, adjudicate uh, disputes. And so they're not wedded to the idea that Iran is an evil, terrorist, murdering, illegitimate regime that wants to destroy its neighbors and destroy Israel if it had the ability and has values that are antithetical in every good regard to the West and has to be deterred before it starts to do something very dangerous and stupid. They don't buy into that. And that's why they took away the terrorist designation of the Houthis. That's why they give money to uh, Hamas. That's why in the Mediterranean oil disputes, they took the side of Lebanon. That's why they wanted to get back in the Iran deal. They lifted the sanctions. They paid over a billion dollars per hostages, or they at least released that money. Uh, they, they thought the Abrams Accords was, uh, were stupid. They left them as inert. And so the only explanation is they have some, some indescribable, unfathomable uh, exemption that they provide Iran. The website is victorhanson.com. Please follow the good professor on Twitter as well at VD Hansen. Subscribe as I have to his newsletter, The Blade of Perseus. And amongst his recent works, I can highly recommend The Case for Trump, The Second World Wars, as well as, can you change the book? Thank you. A War Like No Other and the father of us all, war and history, ancient to the modern. Uh, you're listening to America First, one-on-one, -on -one, the Manhood Hour. Don't forget to give us a follow on social media, whichever platform you prefer. We are everywhere. Just look for Seb Gorker or Sebastian Gorker. Don't forget also that you can watch us on the Salem News Channel or get the Salem News Channel app or just look us up on your Roku, your Fire Stick device. And for unique content and analysis written by me and direct access to me, my Substack, is sebastiangorka.substack.com. That's my whole name is one word, sebastiangorka.substack.com. Did you know that 84% of New Year's resolutions fail in the first six weeks? That's got me thinking about PhD weight loss and nutrition and why it was a success for me. Why I haven't gained one pound of my 42-pound weight loss back. 
why Jeff, my producer, decided to start the program. Most people blame their failure on a lack of time, motivation, and a loss of zeal. PhD makes it simple. It doesn't take a lot of extra time. They are masters of motivation. You have a team of coaches by your side the whole time, and you don't lose your zeal because every week you make great strides, so you stay excited. Do something different this year and call PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition, 864-644-1900 to get started, or online at myphdweightloss.com. Don't do this alone. The number, 864-644-1900, myphdweightloss.com. If you enjoy the show, please support those who make it possible. Great patriots like Mike Lindell. We shared with you the shocking news. He is now persona non grata. He is banned from Fox. Not as a guest, mind you, but as their biggest advertiser. I guess Paul Ryan has achieved his never-Trump dream. As a result of that ridiculous decision, Mike's giving you an even better deal. Of the more than 200 items on his website made in America for you, not only will you get two-thirds or up to two-thirds off with my code, he'll give you free shipping. However much you order, even if it's something massive like a mattress, he's going to ship it to you for free because you are my listener. Go today. Don't buy that Chinese garbage on Amazon. Call a real person and support an American company here in the United States. 800-829-8468, MyPillow.com. That's 800-829-8468, MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. I think it's your most recent book was A Dying Citizen. And I I, I, I cannot discuss the the events of, of the last few days without having your long-term appreciation of what is the consequence of the following. We have the footage of 11 illegal immigrants wailing on, uh, assaulting two uniformed officers from the New York Police Department. Four of them, five of them were arrested, all released within five hours from central booking with no bail paid. According to latest reports, four of them have already, quote-unquote, escaped to California, to a sanctuary state. How long can a society survive, Professor, if you can beat up peace officers with zero consequence, especially if you're not even a citizen of that nation? How long is that, can that situation hold? Well, not long. I mean, every civilization depends on two things, the rule of law and the deterrence that the enforcement of law provides other people. The message it sends that in a cost-to-benefit analysis, it would be very stupid to break the law given the punishments that are certainly going to follow. But when you take that away, that deterrent, and as we did with these immigrants, these illegal aliens, then it sends a message that the New York people New York Police Department are fair game, and you're going to see this increase and increase and increase. And it also sends a message that we have no border, we have no immigration law, and that anybody in the world can come, as 8 million already have, and they can not only come, but they can expect to be more exempt or exempt from the laws in a way that the citizens didn't. If this was a citizen, if this was a stockbroker that was walking down... uh, 7th Avenue or Avenue at the Americas in New York, and he saw, he got in an argument with uh, some police people, and he kicked them on the head, 
and they and then they put him in uh, and on the way in rather than the way out because he wouldn't be coming out. He flipped everybody the middle finger. He would be in Rikers Island. Everybody knows that. So it's a very sick idea that we treat the resident illegal even much better than we do the citizen. And it's not going to it's not sustainable. And I think there's a few people on the left that privately know that, that if this were to continue, and it is continuing, not only would they lose state and local and the national election, but the country wouldn't, they wouldn't have a country. So if there's any other reason to vote against Joe Biden for people who are independents or never Trumpers, this is a central issue. Because if you do not, if you vote for this to continue at the federal level, and this is a federal matter, then this is what you're going to get at the state and local level as a result of that Biden policy. But, but and do, I don't know what the, but do, the do final they, thing is, yeah. what, why is it happening? And I think the answer is that they don't have a message that can win the existing constituency in America, so they want a new demographic. And you say, well, Victor, they, they can't vote. Well, under when you have states that are in play for the election and 70% of the votes, or mail-in votes, and you have motor voter laws and automatic ballots sent out every time you encounter a state agency, and the error rate on non-election day balloting in 2020 fell from a normal 5% to 0.3 or 0.4 in most states. In other words, you triple the number of ballots and you decrease by a magnitude the rejection rate. Well, then I think this is the idea behind it. Yeah, the, the, the so-called replacement theory, which is meant to be a conspiracy theory if, you know, Tucker Carlson mentions it, but if The Atlantic yeah. does a 4,000-word <laughs> article on the browning of America, then it's not a conspiracy theory, strangely. But, but what of the constituents that put these people in place? I mean, you live in California. Uh, when you, you, you see what's going on in San Francisco, Palo Alto, Los Angeles, what does it take for a, a, a Democrat voter to make the connection between what they do on voting day and the person who's lo- looting Walgreens with impunity? There seems to be a, a lack of a connection there. Uh, it hasn't yet affected them. The left operates on the principle, both in California and nationwide, that the consequences of their destructive ideology is never felt firsthand by the creators because they have the money, the influence to shield themselves from those ramifications. But we're starting to see in California that the homeless or the illegal problem is such that even Gavin Newsom, when he goes into Walgreens, he gets shocked that he has to pay $340 and somebody just walks right out, given Prop 47 and now Prop 553. And he's been in power in California and in Northern California for 27 years without interruption in various offices. And so he's starting to see that, my gosh, as board of supervisor, as mayor, as lieutenant governor, I birthed this stuff. And now I have to pay. And this guy just walked out and he walked and the woman says to him, well, he walked out because the governor, not knowing who he was, but he's angry. But actually, he's He's still endorsing Prop 47 that turned these major uh, theft crimes into misdemeanors. And more importantly, he's going to sign a bill that says that any person who works in a store, unless they've had special training, can't even stop a person from looting or or thievery. So it, it won't change until it starts to affect people. When very prominent people on the left who created this 
find out that their children's schools are affected or you can't drive down Washington uh, Major Boulevard uh, in D.C. as a lobbyist without being carjacked or here you can't walk in San Francisco without getting your feet covered with excrement, not just down in Union Square, but outside your home. Right. And that's we're getting to that magic point now. And the question, I guess, to finish, Seb, is we don't know the answer whether that tipping or critical point that will convince the creators of these messes is so existential that they'll do the right thing. And if they do the right thing and renounce their idea, their their program, only because it affects them and their families, will it be in time? Yeah. Is it, are we past the tipping point? Maybe a more precise question is, just how adequate is the isolation between the elites and the decisions that they take? Uh, can they forever be, you know, clad in a Kevlar bubble that isolates them from the ramifications of their insane decisions? Yeah, uh, we, you we, saw Nancy. You, yeah, you saw Nancy Pelosi in, in her driveway the other day, right. and she was screaming and yelling, saying, in a very illiberal fashion go back to china <laughs> it, and, was, it was it uh, was incredible i mean ju- just such bigotry that you're being protested as per the first amendment uh, right to do so and she she's shouting to the left-wing protesters who are demanding a ceasefire that go back to your headquarters in China? I mean, if a conservative politician has said that, they'd be excoriated. We're talking to Professor Victor Davis Hanson, Senior Fellow at the Hoover Institution. This is America First One-on-One, the Manhood Hour. I'm coming to you from the ReliefFactor.com studios. Relief Factor, it's real, it works. It's liberating over a million Americans right now from their daily pain. I am one of them. I had a low back pain issue that plagued me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor Two weeks later, not three, two weeks later, I was pain-free. And as of January 1st, I've been pain-free for five years. I love saying that. That should be your story. It could be your story. Find out. There's only one way, but it's super easy. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you, like it works for me and over a million of your fellow Americans. You deserve to know. Ask yourself one very simple question. What do you have to lose? If the only answer to that question is the pain well, then I think you know what to do. Write this number down, 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF, or go to relieffactor.com. That's 1-800-473-5433, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Well, my friend, Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. He didn't just stomp out the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Made from the world's best cotton called Giza, these sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And now, for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets with prices starting as low as $29.98 in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio square and use promo code G-O-R-K-A at checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and the MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-829-8468 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code Gorka. That's 800-829-8468 or MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. I could do this for hours on end. We've only got two segments left. Let's cut to the chase. 
As an immigrant, as a legal immigrant to this country, Professor Hansen, I I look at what makes America America, and in addition to the volunteerism and everything that the, the Tocqueville uh, identified in in On Democracy, I, I look at common sense as as a pillar of of American attitude to the world, can doism and optimism. And then, you know, the, the classic cowboy can-do spirit, the rugged individualism, the willingness to take risks. And I find myself asking, with the, the domination of DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, critical race theory, cancel culture, it seems so depressing that the values upon which Western civilization and, and America as, as, as its zenith were built, have they been fully undermined? Or is it too easy for the likes of me who are working in Washington, D.C., and others who live in you know, m- metropolis, uh, m- metropoli like Las Vegas, or like uh, L.A., like New York, to forget the real America? Is, is rural America still outnumbering the, the, the radicals? You must see it every single day. Can you give us some good news? Yeah, I think half the country, it's about, in terms of rural area, it's 80% of the country. If you look at a map, it's red, 80% of the the territory. But if you look at the population of the 335 million, uh, the bi-coastal areas and clusters around the Great Lakes and in Texas, et cetera, it's about half. And I think we we should look at it this way, Seb, that one year of the Obama administration did more damage than five years of the Clinton administration. And one year of the Biden administration has done more damage than five years of the Obama. It's an accelerating, escalating process. Mm -hmm. And I think it's been aided by external forces that we don't appreciate. One was globalization, that right around the millennia, we decided that anybody who had skills that were transferable in a global context, technology, law, insurance, uh, investment, etc. Media was going to have a market of 7 billion people. And anybody who was muscular or assembly, manufacturing, farming, mining was a loser. As Joseph Biden said, you, you got a loan to code. So there was a really an attack on the middle class as we've known it. And, it. and they've never recovered. And outsourcing, offshoring. The second was the internet, social media. I don't think we've fully comprehended two things about it, that we they created a level of global wealth we've never seen before. When you have Mark Zuckerberg or the Apple or the Google Fortunes or the Warren Buffetts and all of those people, we're talking individual fortunes of 100 to $150 billion, and the vast majority of this money was not in agriculture, money, uh, construction, transportation, the traditional avenues of, of real estate even. It was a new type of money, and it was very left-wing, and it was put to the use of the progressive project. And then finally, the conservatives never really understood how the dangers of the internet and social media, they they never understood that Google was rigging the order of searches so that liberal sites came up first, or they didn't understand the FBI was working with the old Twitter to censor news 
or they didn't understand what an internet or social media influencer was. And so these were largely left-wing tools that also accelerated this process. And only now are we waking up and saying, oh my God, we didn't understand what these fortunes were doing, the Mark Zuckerbergs, the Sam Bankman Freeds in the last election by changing the rules in various states. Oh my God, we didn't understand when you, when you uh, Google riot 2020, 120 days, you're gonna get January 6th as a result. Right. We didn't understand how that works. And, and it, it's enormously difficult, even if you have half or more of the population that's traditional and, and conservative to, to deal with a popular culture, Hollywood, professional sports, academia, K through 12, corporate boardroom, traditional media, television, social media, that are all left wing. Even though that's a minority of the, of the American people, they have enormous influence. I think it's indisputable that that this acceleration has occurred. You know, well, what one year of Obama is equivalent to, you know, or five years of Obama is equivalent to, you know, a, a year of Biden. But there seems to be a, a an opposite, an inverse proportion to the the intellectual center of this all. So, and maybe I'm being rose tinted, but I don't see any big thinkers on the left anymore. So there's there's no Adornos, there's no Marcuses, there, there, there there's no you know Bertrand Russells, Lord forbid. I mean, it, it seems it seems as if it's more just ideological determination and a commitment to executing their destruction. Is it a good sign that they don't have any big thinkers and that eventually, you know, the revolution will eat itself? Or is there yeah. somebody mm -hmm. hiding out there? Or is, is George Soros's money simply enough? Yeah, I, I, I get bouts of optimism when I look at the French revolutionary cycle of the 18th century. So what you're saying is we don't, the left doesn't have a Voltaire or yes. Rousseau. Yes, they don't. Those are Enlightenment thinkers. And they, they are beyond the revolutionary stages of getting rid of the monarchy. They're into the reign of terror, Jacobinic, Robespierre. Right. And that can't, is not sustainable. It's so nihilistic. I mean, it's very similar. Tear down statues, yeah. rename the days yeah. of the week, have a new foundational date, year zero, 1619, et cetera. And that is not sustainable. And that is creating, by the very violence and nihilism, a backlash. And, and I don't know what the, I hope it's not a Napoleonic figure, but the backlash could be a Thermidor type of, we're going to go back to a constitutional, that was the effort, republic. And that happened after Napoleon was gone for a while, eventually. But my point is that this is nihilistic. It's, it's anarchy. When you look at the border, it's not a porous border, it's no border. Yeah. When you look at homelessness, it's not a few people here and there on a corner, it's thousands of them. Uh, it's not just racial relations. Uh, it's Claudine Gay and it's Alvin Bragg and Latita James. There's the black left elite really has tried to convince people that this is a systematic racist country that has to use the law to destroy the institutions. And, they're, and I'm not just picking on the African-American left-wing elites because they're hand in glove with our uh, other elites of different backgrounds and, and ancestries. But my point is, they feel that to save America for them, they have to destroy 
the America, fundamentally transform it to the point of nihilism. And that's why they changed the date of our founding. That's why they tear down statues. That's why they rename streets. That's why they destroy laws. They're basically as critical theory, critical legal theory says that reason that there's a law against stealing Adidas is not because society has to have laws that protect property, but because rich white males do not steal Adidas. So they made laws. Right. Therefore, they have no legitimacy. Right. Same thing about critical legal theory, critical border theory, all of these theories. We're talking to Professor Victor Davis Hansen. The website is victorhansen.com. Subscribe today to The Blade of Persis. You won't regret it. And please follow him on Twitter at VD Hansen. Uh, are you ready for what the IRS is planning? The party's over. Happy New Year. They're not targeting the millionaires. Why? Because millionaires have tax lawyers. If you are worried about these thousands of extra agents and how they're going to target conservatives. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. They have brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems including a preferred direct line. They know which agents to talk to and which agents to avoid. There is also a billion dollar potential wave in penalties for the people who know to navigate the shoals exactly. Schedule your free consultation. It's confidential to see if you qualify for that IRS penalty cancelling offer. Call the expert team right now, 1-800-245-6000, or just go to tnusa.com slash Gorka. That's 1-800-245-6000, or tax network, tnusa.com slash G-O-R-K-A. This is Dennis Prager. I am excited to announce the all-new PragerTopia Plus. You can listen to my show whenever it's convenient for you, all commercial-free and all on demand. Now with Prager Plus, search topics, guests, and segments all the way back to 2010. And now a truly exciting new benefit, my monthly online video get-together for PragerTopia Plus members only. This is where for an hour each month, PragerTopia Plus members get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. That's right, anything. It's on video. I'll be talking to you and answering your questions. We may even have a special guest every now and then. I've never done this. Submit your questions for me at PragerTopia.com. This is only available to PragerTopia Plus members. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. And if you put me back in the White House, their reign is over. Their reign will be over. And they know it. And America will be a free nation once again. We're not a free nation right now. We don't have free press. We don't have free anything. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Not going to let this happen. A phrase the establishment hates. We turned it into a t-shirt at sebgorkastore.com. I am your retribution. That was at CPAC. Oh, yes, you can get yours at sebgorkastore.com. President Trump is going to break the standing record of President Reagan and will be speaking at CPAC imminently for the 15th or 14th time. So he will be uh, the only president who holds that record beating the Gipper. I can't wait. I'll be there. I'll be giving a speech Friday 
Friday morning at CPAC. Uh, Professor, let's end on this note. I, I'm not sure anybody can answer the question, but if anybody has the his, his, historic overview to potentially answer it, it, it's you. What needs to be done, if God willing we do our part, if President Trump is the 47th president, the magnitude of what has to be done to excise corruption from every department in America, um, from the CIA to the IRS, from the permanent government, the bureaucratic class, is Sisyphean. It, 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 it is uh, huge. Does the right, let's forget the Republican Party, let, does the MAGA movement have the wherewithal, have the stomach? And then secondly, do we as a society... Will we put up with what has to be done to bring us back to a nation where it's a government of the people, by the people, and for the people? What 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 is your prognosis? Well, um, I don't know whether the medicine will be worse than the disease. It depends on whether they have a, a good majority in the House and they win the Senate and they win the White House. But there are some systematic, systemic, I should say, pathologies that have accrued over the years that we've never addressed. We're $35 trillion in debt, and the interest on that debt is higher than the defense budget. So if Donald Trump is president, he's going to have to exercise physical restraint and try to move us toward a not just a balanced budget, but a reduction in the national debt. That's going to hurt a lot of people that have been accustomed to free, cheap money. And I don't know whether the Republican Party or he can do that, but it's got to be done. And it has to look at entitlements as well. He said he won't touch Social Security, but there's other things that you can look at. And I don't know if he can do that or not. And then to tell he's going to have to to make America independent and to attract investment and productivity edges over our competitors. One of the things we can do well is cheap energy. So we're going to have yeah. to really promote our greatest strength is natural gas. We can produce electricity at half the cost in China or in Europe, and yet we don't do that fully. And he's going to have to. So these systematic things on energy and then to shut the border, it won't be enough to short the border, not after you let in 8 million people without any audit. Does he have the wherewithal, the courage, the ability, the imagination? How do you mainly, orderly, but systematically deport people who came in under Joe Biden and send them back to their countries of origin. That's a, I mean, we, we forget what a massive project that would be to take 8 million people who came here illegally yeah. and are residing illegally, in many cases have broken the law, either in their home country or here, and to return them to their, their country of origin. And so he's got, I, I think what I'm a little worried about is that to, to write us or to answer your question, you have to do such radical. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been radical in 2020. Yeah. In 2025, it'll be very radical. People have been accustomed to certain things that are not sustainable. And uh, they've been acculturated to an open border and free money and generous debt. Uh, and I don't know if he can do that. But, but there gonna, are countries gonna, that have had such uh, tectonic changes engineered, are there not? There have been. There have been. Margaret Thatcher pulled it off and yeah. saved Britain. Britain is a financial powerhouse 
today only because of Margaret Thatcher. And the Roman Republic, for all purposes, was dead uh, during the first civil wars of the you know, the 30s BC, and yet it reemerged as the Principate, and it lasted for 500 years. Not the, not the same, but it still was far better than the alternative for almost 500 years. The Byzantine Empire was dead in 500, and then Justinian and Belus. I mean, they gave us the Justinian Law Code. They gave us uh, Hagia Sophia. They gave us a humane yeah. uh, empire when the West was lost. So this happens a lot. And uh, look at Japan. Japan was a nefarious and pernicious country on the world stage. Then it was soundly defeated, annihilated almost, and it was reborn as a, as South Korea was too, as a humane and positive influence on the world. So that can happen. But, uh, and you know, if we had this conversation, I suppose, in the 80s, we'd all be saying Japan Inc. was going to rule the world. If we had it in right. the early 90s, it was the Europeans were going to rule the world. Right. Then it was the Chinese were going to rule the world. And that hasn't happened yet. So we have enormous powers of recuperation and reinvention in the United States. If We, we have to unleash the talent, though. They have to be rewarded and incentivized, free-thinking, entrepreneurial, imaginative people. And you've got to get rid of this this commissariat that tries to restrict free expression, yeah. behavior, and activity, the DEI conglomerate. And we have to replace the elite that detests America and Western civilization and everything that manhood and masculinity stands for with an elite and a president who loves America and Western values and uh, understands what it is that this man has written about in the library of books he has published. God bless you, Professor Victor Davis Hansen, Senior Fellow of the Hoover Institution. The website is victorhansen.com. The newsletter is The Blade of Perseus. And the book most relevant to our discussion today is The Case for Trump. Order it right now. You've been listening to a very special episode of The Manhood Hour with me, Sebastian Gorka. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on a swivel, watch your six, hold the line, never give up, never give in. And stay frosty. Our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me... But it can never forget what they did here. I have a dream. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people... America First with Sebastian Gorka. All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. 
that jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. 1995. That man was the President of the United States. His name was Bill Clinton. And what did he say? We may be a land of immigrants, but we are a land of laws, and all illegals should be deported. Could you imagine any Democrat in a leadership position saying that today? I grew up in the UK, of course under the great Margaret Thatcher. She predicted what's happened to the West and what's happened to America. Let's listen to Maggie, the Iron Lady, Cut 15. Those who are genuine refugees, and that is determined again by the United Nations, will not be returned. Those who are illegal immigrants, those who are illegal immigrants will be returned. And it is customary international law for countries to receive their own immigrants back into their country. And if his right honourable gentleman is suggesting that we ever get to a position when you cannot return illegal immigrants to their country of origin, then he is is proposing international chaos. International chaos. And that is what we have. It's what we have to a lesser extent in the UK, with the migrants crossing the channel. And it's what we have here today. International chaos that is being aided and abetted by members of our party, the Republican Party. The rumors are true that this deal, brokered by the front man for Mitch McConnell, Senator Langford of Oklahoma, would allow... 5,000 illegals to cross every single day. In fact, nothing would happen if it were more than 5,000 illegals because of the wording. That would create an emergency crisis, emergency status, which would provide Biden with even more powers. Powers, such enumerated powers that really tell you what the game plan is. Eric, explain what happens to the jurisdiction over illegal aliens and who that jurisdiction would be transported to if this bill were signed. This is the most baffling part to me. Julie Kelly covered this on X, that among other things, it would move all legal jurisdiction for border disputes, you know, border security, what have you, away from the courts in those regions, you know, southern Texas, whatnot, to the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia. <laughs> That's all. Forget the number. Forget the fact that this bill gives more money. It's a border bill which gives more money to Ukraine 
than is the annual budget of the U.S. Marine Corps. No, ignore that for a moment, if you will. Ignore the fact that for a fraction of this budget's expenditure, which would be funneled from the federal government to NGOs close to the Democrat Party, for a fraction of that funding, we could have built President Trump's wall three times over. So strange that when he was in government... We were told, oh, no, we can't afford the wall. But now we can give more of that money to Ukraine and more of that money by multiples to the quote-unquote NGOs. They're rather quangos, really. They're quasi-governmental organizations. The quangos that are funneling money back to the Democrats. Oh, that's just an irrelevance. No, that buried lead in the bill tells you everything you need to know. That the jurisdiction for immigration cases wouldn't be dealt with the existing immigration judges across America and the local jurisdictions and the local federal district courts. No, 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 no. In some magic waving of a wand, those jurisdictions would be transferred to the federal prosecutors in the nation's capital, which is peculiar because 60% of violent crimes aren't being charged by the federal prosecutors in the District of Columbia. That's why we had 1,000 carjackings in the last 12 months. That's why a former Trump appointee, Mike Gill, was murdered by a carjacker last weekend at 5 o'clock in the afternoon on K Street as he was picking up his wife from work. Why, why, why would you give that jurisdiction to the district? Well, because the district is run by Democrats. I mean, forget bu- the separation between bureaucrats and non-bureaucrats and officers of the court and civilians. 93 stinking percent of the city voted for Biden. Th- this is the DNC headquarters. This city is Democrat central. That's why. The good news is, and let's give this guy some credit, the relatively new Speaker of the House, who said, I don't care what you're doing, Mitch McConnell. I don't care what you're doing, Senator Langford, over my dead body. And he has stated on social media, this abortion of a bill is dead Dead in the water, dead on arrival. And just to put it into some more, you know, historic context, it's weird that they had a bill that would have actually secured the border. Listen to Mike Johnson. Cut five. We passed our bill on border security nine months ago. It's been sitting on Chuck Schumer's desk collecting dust ever since. The H.R. 2, which is our, our signature bill right out of the beginning, right out of the blocks for the House Republican Conference and our Republican majority, would have solved this problem. We would resolve the asylum, the broken asylum system and the broken parole system. We would uh, reinstitute Remain in Mexico, which would stem the flow by probably 70 percent. We would end the, the catch and release, the, the release, the mass releases of illegals into our country that's happened. This border is out of control. All these problems have mounted, and the Senate has been dithering ever since. Yeah, good for you, Mike Johnson. Good for you. The insanity has to stop. You know, on the one hand, let it continue, because then 
It really is a cakewalk for President Trump in November. But really, how many more Americans need to die before then? How many need to be murdered at the hands of illegals, raped after they were murdered, as we heard last week? How many tens of thousands have to die as a result of fentanyl poisoning, fentanyl smuggled across the border? And how many illegals, girls and women, need to be sexually abused by the coyotes? God, these people just don't care. They just don't care. Oh, by the way, this is America First, and I'm Sebastian Gorka. Welcome. Happy Monday. We have an amazing show for you today. Our third hour guest is the one and only Victor Davis Hanson. You do not want to miss it. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Leave a five-star review. Share the links with your friends. And if you want to save the nation, tell the world who you are. Check out all the America First DJT merchandise at sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A store.com. And support him directly at donaldjtrump.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.